Support for Innovation Hub comes from Dana-Farber Cancer Institute, working to unleash the immune system's power to fight cancer and help develop promising new therapies. Videos, white papers, and patient stories are available at discovercarebelieve.org. Welcome to Innovation Hub. I'm Kara Miller. Last summer, the Pew Research Center published a sentence that was, yes, kind of wonky, but it was also stunning if you think about its implications. Here's the sentence. In many ways, America remains two societies, one black and one white, as measured by key demographic indicators of social and economic well-being. That word remains, that it remains two societies, that's important because it refers back to a landmark commission established just about 50 years ago, the Kerner Commission. They had come to the conclusion that we had two very distinct societies, one black and one white. Henry Rock, a businessman in Charlotte, North Carolina, remembers the Kerner Commission, which grew out of riots and unrest in cities across the country. For many, including the president at the time, these were shocking events to witness, and there had to be some kind of answer. This matter is far, far too important for politics. It goes to the health and the safety of all American citizens. That was Lyndon Johnson speaking in 1967, and he asked in that speech, three questions. What happened? Why did it happen? And what can be done to prevent it from happening again and again? Sometimes various administrations have set up commissions that were expected to put the stamp of approval on what the administration believed. This is not such a commission. We are looking to you not to approve our own notions, but to guide us and to guide the country through a thicket of tension, conflicting evidence, and extreme opinions. What the commission came back with in 1968 included that famous line, our nation is moving towards two societies, one black, one white, separate and unequal. Martin Luther King, who would be assassinated just a few weeks later, said the report was a physician's warning of approaching death with a prescription for life. And what Pew reported last year about the financial component of that separateness is that those two societies still exist. White households, they said, are about 13 times as wealthy as black households. So the average white household is worth about $140,000. The average black household is worth about $11,000. Henry Rock has been trying to push back against those numbers, and he has drawn to one particular gap-closing strategy, entrepreneurship. You know, really it was about how can we get those folk that have typically been on the sidelines watching the entrepreneurial parade go by, the ones who you would think of as the hackers and the hustlers and the 'er ne'er-do-wells, right, who nevertheless have guts and guile and cunning, and how do we redirect some of that ingenuity and imagination that they have. Rock is a businessman and the founder of City Startup Labs in Charlotte, which focuses on fostering entrepreneurship among young people of color. He says that the light bulb moment for him came when he was living in New Jersey and Cory Booker, who's now a senator, had just been elected mayor of Newark. Possibility was in the air and Rock wanted to seize on it because the alternative, in his view, was disastrous. He points to a recent report from the Institute for Policy Studies that echoes the Kerner Commission. One of the striking stats that came out of that was that there was a a chance that 
black families' opportunity to catch up with white families, if all things remained the same, would take 228 years. So when we think in terms of uh, how long slavery lasted, we're looking at numbers that approximate that in terms of time. Hmm. So talk a little bit about how you think entrepreneurship can help sort of break this cycle that we're in and sort of disrupt the, I don't know, trajectory that we're on. Like you said, you know, if it takes 200 years to close the gap, that's, for most people, not really acceptable. Oh, it's beyond uh, not acceptable. There is a uh, study done by Raj Chetty, who is a uh, researcher um, at the time he was at Harvard when he did this study. And what he um, was illustrating was the socioeconomic and particularly social mobility gap that he sees in major markets around the country. And Charlotte ranked last uh, out of the top 50 markets. And there was a task force that was put together here in town that looked to see how we might be able to, as a community, come to terms with this. And, And some of the recommendations are looking at a long-term trajectory. So we're looking at 20 to 30 years to solve some of these problems. But I think that we don't have that kind of time. So entrepreneurship, as I see it, and self-employment is a way in which you can, at the very least, try to get control of your own economic circumstances. You're listening to Innovation Hub. I'm Kara Miller. I'm talking with the founder of City Startup Labs, Henry Rock, about how to foster entrepreneurship amongst black millennials. Why entrepreneurship? Because you could make the argument that if somebody doesn't have very much, they don't have a safety net to fall back on. A better idea would be to get into corporate America where there's health care included. You feel like you've got a package of benefits behind you. You've got maybe vacation days and sick days. You know, and the, the downside of entrepreneurship, right, is hey, I got to figure out the healthcare piece of it. You got to do your own payroll. You never quite know from day to day. You just don't feel like you have that net under you that you might in corporate America. So entrepreneurship seems the riskier bet. Well, it's it's riskier in some respects. But I think on the flip side of that, we're much more likely if you're able to have a develop a a thriving enterprise to be able to hire other people who they may not be the best candidates for a job in corporate America or corporate Charlotte, Hmm. right? And uh, they may not have the credentials or the skill sets that would allow them to get a uh, family-sustaining employment. Hmm. And I think that if folks are able to have at least an opportunity to control their own economic destiny. I think that there's something very empowering about that. Hmm. So if we back up to our discussion at the beginning about the gap, I wonder if you think you see the gap beginning to close. Are the ingredients there? What do we need to do as a country to close that gap more quickly? Well, first of all, the gap is not closing. It's unfortunately widening. I'll refer back to um, Cory Booker. There's a term that he uses that I really love, and that's courageous empathy. And I think that what we need on 
the part of our policymakers is some courageous empathy, right? But as long as we continue to marginalize folks and have mean-spiritedness in terms of our policy and, and policy making and policy implementation, I think we're only going to exacerbate this. And it's to our discredit as a country because I believe it was McKinsey, if I'm not mistaken, that released a, a study that shows that with greater diversity at the corporate level, vis-a-vis those companies that don't have uh, great diversity policies, right, that those companies that do outshine their counterparts Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of uh, economic performance. So I think, you know, we, if we're going to close this gap, if we're going to close not just the gaps that we see here in Charlotte, but all throughout this country in terms of the wealth disparities that we have, Uh, We really need to have a set of policies at the highest level. Those that control the levers of power need to think from a place of courageous empathy and act from that place as well. Henry Rock is the founder of City Startup Labs, based in Charlotte. Henry, thank you so much for your time. Well, thank you. It's been a real pleasure. If you liked this interview, take a minute to leave us a review on iTunes. Leaving a review actually helps more people find their way to Innovation Hub. So think of it as spreading interesting ideas one review at a time. Support for Innovation Hub comes from Cambridge Savings Bank. Introducing the CSB1 package, a checking account combined with investing through Connect Invest to help you build a better tomorrow. CambridgeSavings.com/CSB1